Welcome back to another episode of GMs for Hire. I'm Matthew Perry, and back again is our hockey analyst, Matt McGovern. And uh, the first title now, I like it. Yeah, that's good stuff. The first round of hockey is in the books for the NHL playoffs. We have our matchups set for round two. Round two is actually underway while we're recording this between the uh, Colorado Avalanche and Dallas Stars. We'll get into their matchup later. But um, just taking a look back at our predictions, uh, we both wound up going six and two in our predictions. Uh, where did we go wrong, that is? Um, both of us picked the Washington Capitals to beat the New York Islanders. That didn't happen. The Islanders took it five. Uh, that was our one loss. And then the others came at different spots where um, Mr. McGovern here went with the Dallas Stars, uh, who beat my Calgary Flames, who I picked to win. Uh, and then the other way around for the Vancouver-St. Louis series, uh, I picked the winner, the Canucks, and Matt, the loser, St. Louis Blues. But um, let's just get right into round one. Uh, we'll start with the Eastern Conference, how we did in the last episode. Uh, the Lightning defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets in five games. So, yeah, we'll start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, the first matchup, the Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets in only five games. Uh, pretty dominant for the most part from the Lightning. What were your thoughts on that? Um, no, I think, uh, I think the Lightning, they, they needed the retribution there. Um, they needed to, they needed to work the Blue Jackets a little bit, which they did. I mean, they looked good in pretty much every game. Uh, I can't remember which game it was they lost, but, uh, uh game they, two. you know, they got outworked, you know, uh, it was easy to be tired in that series after that five overtime that game was- one. Absolutely not say I can't even believe like, I got to watch my team play in like the fourth longest hockey game ever, which is pretty cool. Um, but no, I think that, uh, you know, the big guys showed up, you know, um, Braden point led the team points in that series. Uh, he looks good. I mean, you know, you had guy, other guys contributing to, uh, you know, got the fourth line in there. Barkley Goodrow got a goal. Um, you know, I, th- I think they look good. I think they looked uh, like a complete team, which is something the lightning have kind of, failed to do in the past in the playoffs first round of last year especially um no i you know columbus definitely held uh held it held in there um i think uh corpus Allo definitely i mean he was an x factor in that series i mean he kept them in it quite a bit um no i think the lightning deserved to win there uh, i hope they can keep it rolling boston uh we were talking about it before a little bit Boston scares me a little bit for the Lightning, but, uh, you know, I think if they play the same uh, same way they did in that Columbus series, I think they're going to do quite well. Yeah, Corpus Allo was absolutely fantastic. We saw in game one, the five-overtime game, he had what almost – I want to say it was almost 90 saves. Uh, it, was, it was like 80s – high 80s, low 90s. Yeah, it was insane the way he was shutting the Lightning down. But you have Braden Point, who started off the series with the overtime winner, um, giving us a win there, and then he finished the series with an overtime winner. He was definitely one of the stars of the Lightning lineup. Um, but I think some unsung heroes of round one had to be the Gord, Goudreau, and um, Blake Coleman line. You know, yeah. Those guys were in there deep every game, and they played a really big part in the victory. Yeah, so looking at the stats here, it looks like they've only combined for, oh, nine points during the whole playoffs, um, and that's eight games in. Um, but, you know, I really like that Cooper was starting that line almost every period, too. That, you know, I think that they did, they did their job. Uh, those third, fourth line guys, you know, you work your ass off, quite frankly, and 
you give those top two lines, you know, time to play and, you know, a couple, couple minutes on the bench here and there. And, you know, they, they, they played their roles. They definitely, they've got those guys that have to, you know, contribute the same thing kind of every night. You know, you hear about the points, the Kucherovs, you know, they've got to score. But these guys have to grind and they did it. And, yeah, no, it's, it's good to see for sure. Yeah, the grinders definitely showed their stuff in the uh, first round, and we'll see if they can carry that over the second round as the Lightning will advance to take on the Boston Bruins. We'll talk about that, talk about them a little later. But uh, we'll move on to the next series between the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. The Flyers wound up taking this one six games, uh, a little closer than they would have hoped, I'm sure. But uh, what were your thoughts on the series overall? Well, I think it was, uh, I think it was good. I don't know. It was a good hockey, good, good couple hockey games to watch, I think. Um, I didn't catch this one all that much, um, but no, I think uh, I think that the, I think those Flyers look good, man. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's scary at the end of that series with Gallagher going into getting that cross checked. Uh, yeah, jaw. the broken jaw. That was insane. And no call I, either. No call on the ice. One game, sussy. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't. I don't like the Habs. I don't like the Flyers either, but. Yeah, that was tough. No, I think uh, Flyers, you know, they've got the, their big guys rolling. Uh, Voracek's got eight points since the beginning of the playoffs here. Uh, that's counting the round robin games as well. Kevin Hayes up there with seven points. Um, I mentioned it in that uh, first video we did. Um, their third – or God, it's either second or third line. I don't know. It's not their top line of Voracek, Giroux, Couturier. Um, Kevin Hayes, Scott Lawton, and then they kind of usually have a third forward, you know, uh, rotate through there. Travis Konechny was playing on that line a little bit. Uh, they're, you know, they're getting some points in there too, which is good to see, you know, that's, that's going to be something that's important, uh, you know, for the Flyers there. Uh, it's nice too. I, I like the way Provorov played in that series too. I love him as a defenseman. I've seen him uh, a couple times, you know, being in and out of a rink somewhere, seeing that guy train. Absolutely nuts. He, he really uh, likes to fine tune his game, but uh no, I like I like the way they played. I think that uh, the Habs held it in, though. I, I saw they put out something on Instagram today. Mar- or Mark Bergevin said, you know, they've got something to be proud of, and that's definitely true. Um, I think Carey Price looked decent in the series. Um, you know, kind of gives me a little more hope for the Habs, in, you know, for the next couple of years because uh, he is getting a little bit older. But, no, they, they look like a good team. Uh, but, yeah, the, they couldn't hold it in there. I, what, that one wasn't a shock to anybody, really, I think. I mean, the Flyers came in rolling to this thing. They were going to roll right over him from the beginning. Yeah, despite despite Carey Price aging, I mean, he looked really good. And I think despite only winning two games in the series, I think that's just enough to prove that the Canadians do have a bright enough future to at least give Habs fans some kind of hope. Um, but – you know, as we mentioned in the last episode, you kind of have present versus future in this series with Carter Hart and Carey Price. Carter Hart looked fantastic. I, I think you can agree. You know, this guy is going to be a star. If you don't consider him one already, you know, look out for him in Vesna Talks. He played real well this series, and I only see that uh, – I only see him improving from here on out. Uh, as you mentioned, the Flyers, their big lines are playing as they should. Voracek, Hayes, the big guys – um, they're stars of the for, uh, forward lines. Uh, they're playing really well, eight and seven points, as you mentioned. And, yeah, they're carrying a lot of momentum uh, heading into the next round. They'll be taking on the Islanders, I believe it is, um, who we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But uh, moving on, we have the Boston Bruins. As mentioned, they'll be taking on the Lightning in the next round. They took the series against the Carolina Hurricanes in only five games. 
And uh, I think this one was a, a little bit over before it started. Uh, I don't think there were many doubts with this series, but, you know, those bunch of jerks can do anything nowadays. So what were yeah, your thoughts? I proved it last year. Um, no, I think this this one was, yeah, I, I don't know. The kind of the Cinderella story of the Hurricanes didn't really seem like it was going to happen two years in a row. Um, no, you know, they, especially in the regular season this year, they, they looked a little faulty. Uh, they've got some. They've got some holes in their lineup. It, it's as simple as that. They've got a really young core: um, Svechnikov, Aho. Uh, I mean, there's Terabani. You can go down the list with that team. Um, but there's, you know, there's a couple holes that need to be filled. I think, you know, something that always strikes me with uh, the Hurricanes is just a weird leadership issue. Mm-hmm. The weird, the way that C floats around that room is just super weird. You know, Justin Williams comes out of retirement back to the team. Get the guy the C. He's won a cup with your team already. You know, he's won a cup in L.A. You know, I think he deserves it. I don't know. Jordan Stahl's also got a couple of cups under his belt. But, yeah, I don't know. There's something something missing from that lineup. But I think once they, they figure it out, they'll be able to, you know, hold their own in the playoffs. But you know, this, this one kind of saw it coming. Uh, yeah. Bruins definitely did a good job. Um, you know, they played like the Bruins. I mean, there's nothing really to say. Everybody knows that Bruins style of hockey. You've got a couple guys who are really going to carry the load there. Uh, Krejci, Bergeron, Marchand, all those guys. McAvoy really, really starting to look like a solid – I wouldn't even call it – he's more of a traditional defenseman, but he is. He likes to activate into the play a little bit. Um, he had four, he's had four points in eight games uh, since the start of the playoff too. Um, Pasternak coming back in the next round is going to be huge. Not something really I want to say, but uh, they'll be good for their team. But, uh, no, you know. Like you said, that series is kind of before it started. No, yeah, for sure. And I agree that the Carolina Hurricanes are just a piece or two away from being a real contender, like like teams like the Bruins and the Lightning. Uh, but I think the biggest surprise of not only this series, but the entire first round uh, would be Tuka Rask leaving mid-series. You know, he had a, he had a family emergency, as it was stated. Uh, we don't know the details of that yet, and we probably never will. But uh, when you first heard that, what we were – what were you feeling based on that? Well, it's <clears throat> kind of something I had like almost prepared myself for. I, I, you know, right out of the gate when they announced this whole thing a couple months back, I was thinking, you know, they're going to be guys kind of dropping like flies leaving the bubble, but it hasn't really been that way. Uh, he was like the first big name to do it, but uh, no, I, I, you know, I respect it. That's all I got to say about it. You know, you got to, these guys are people too. Um, they've, they're like, they live their lives in the spotlight and stuff, but uh, you know, Gotta do what you gotta do. It was, it was weird to see a big name like Rask, especially. But uh, back up there is Halak. He's caught a lot of games under his belt. He's got a lot of playoff experience too. So I really think they have too much to be worried about there. Yeah, they were lucky that they had a great backup like Yaroslav Halak, who, as you mentioned, does have quite a few games under his belt. He is a veteran. And um, yeah, I don't think I'd be worried about the goalie situation in Boston. Uh, hopefully, everything's okay within the family of Tuka Rask, and he's able to sort that out. Um, and everything's okay in the future. Uh, but as mentioned, the Boston Bruins will advance to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll move right on to the last matchup of the Eastern Conference. The Washington Capitals took on the New York Islanders. I think a lot of people were surprised with this one. Um, both of us included, of course, we've had the um, Washington Capitals moving on in our predictions video. And that the complete opposite of that happened, really. A pretty dominant series by the Islanders. They took four or five. Uh, and game five, they finished off with a 4 nothing win. 
pretty dominant stuff for the Islanders. Uh, do you see this coming? Uh, I'm not going to say I saw I, I knew it was a possibility. I had it in the back of my mind. Um, but once I started watching the series, I mean, those are, they looked good. Those Islanders looked good in that series. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy the way Washington really just faltered. They didn't really – I think I think something with that team especially is that they have a lot of fun on the ice together. They did not look like they were having fun until they came out in game five – or that game went to – that series went to six, yeah? Uh, they took it in five. They took it in five. But the one game that they did win to avoid the sweep, right? That's what happened at the end there. Um, the Capitals won game four, three to two. Yeah. They came out with the goatees and they were like having fun and stuff, but I don't know. Something without like, without Ovechkin, they get swept. The, yeah. uh, the in that, that, in, that big game, goal there. in that game, the game tying and game winning goals were from Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, and that's it's just the thing you can't. And it's interesting to see because that they've got a pretty uh, they've pretty, got a pretty decent roster there. Um, I'm kind of shocked with the way that you know you didn't really see a lot of guys chipping in there. Ov again carried the weight. He did it, you know, in 2018. Yeah, I guess he had a tough time doing it again. But oh, that it didn't it didn't catch me by surprise. But they got out coached. I said that was a factor uh, with Barry Trotz, and it was. He matched the shit out of those lines. Yeah, I mean, he just. I mean, he was. He had somebody on OV every single game of the series. You know, until you know game four. He obviously had two goals. Um, you know, he shut that guy down. He shut the whole team down. They did a pretty pretty good job of doing it. Yeah, Barry Trotz. I mean, few people know the Capitals better than Barry Trotz, if anybody. He spent all that time with them um, in years past and knows the players as well as they know themselves at this point. He knows all the tendencies. He knew the strategies. I think this was a perfect matchup for Barry Trotz and the Islanders just because they knew how to perfectly coach it. Um, but, yeah, credit to Barry, uh, Barry Trotz. It's not going to be an easy road ahead. Uh, he doesn't know their next – team too well the Philadelphia Flyers besides all their Eastern Conference matchups they've had in the past but guys that just carried this series for the Islanders I'm looking at some statistics on the side Semyon Varlamov, uh, Varlamov I'm sorry had a very good uh, series in net for the Islanders um, one guy that surprised me about how well he played was uh, Anthony Bovillier that's it good player. he's very good he scored his fifth and sixth goals in that game five victory uh, to clinch, to win the series and go to the next round. Um, he, he looked really good. Uh, having six goals and everything, only this set of games out of him kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, hopefully his future is brighter than I thought it was because I really didn't um, – we didn't discuss him in the prediction video and he didn't really cross my mind throughout the series, but he definitely showed himself. Um, Nick Letty also had a goal in game five. He's still doing it as a veteran defender. Um, Josh Bailey, we mentioned him in the predictions video. He was as expected. He played really well. Um, I believe Matthew Barzal had one goal. Uh, didn't he have an OT winner, I believe? He had an OT winner, yeah. A couple game games. Game three, right? Yeah, game three, he had an OT winner. Um, they have Jordan Eberle, too, which I didn't really, know. Yeah, He's a, he brings some sort of experience to the table. Eberle's a weird one. Yeah, Eberle's yeah, weird. His career's gone. It's... Because at one time he was very highly touted as a as a future star of the league, and he's got the Oilers picks, man. They get those high picks: Yakupov, Taylor Hall, Everly. He's kind of settled yeah. in like the 
kind of midline role, like two second line, third line, just kind of, I don't want to call him a grinder because he's not a grinder, but he's really just grinding it out in those yeah. middle lines. Just, you know, he, he's just playing his game. And he's, he's doing it pretty well. Yeah. He's, he's getting the job done there. I think he, he fits well in their lineup well enough. I mean, he's not going to be the goal scorer that he was once expected to be or he was for a couple of seasons in Edmonton, but, yeah, no, this this team looks good though. I like I like the way they played against the Capitals. I, you know, they had a lot of guys getting into it there. Um, really, a pretty physical series too, which was nice to see. I don't know. I like that old school hockey. I think that Barry Trotz will keep that going with that team through the playoffs yeah. too. It was a good series. But um, let's move on to the Western Conference first round matchups, and uh, we were right on the money with this one. Uh, the Golden Knights defeated the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, taking the series four games to one. Uh, they'll be moving on to the next round. Yeah, that one doesn't shock me. Uh, you know, uh, Chicago's just – I think that they they were another one of those teams that was really close to um, uh, not being in the bubble. Or, pardon me, not making it into the bubble. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they, they kind of – they got thrown into the mix. I think that it was cool to see them go to the first round, but that one didn't really shock me. Um you know, with an aging core, you're kind of just re- uh, relying on, um, you know, Kane, Taves, uh, you know, those guys to, you know, put up bulk of the numbers. Uh, Kubalik, I mean, that kid is good, though. Kirby Doc also looks really good in that series. Um, they've got a bright future ahead of them. Uh, I think that, obviously, with the Blackhawks, though, um, I think that, you know, we've seen how good they can be in the past. They still got the same management group for the most part. Um same front office guys, so they'll be back as a dynasty at some point. This just wasn't their year. Yeah, Alex DeBrinkett looked really good, too. He had a few goals in the series, but it really was never super close. The Blackhawks took a game four, uh, which they kind of had to. They had their backs against the wall. They took that in a 3-1 fashion, but every other game, give or take, just it kind of looked like Vegas' series kind of from the jump. And as you mentioned, they were kind of a bubble team, and honestly, if the if the season had played out as normal, the Blackhawks would most likely not be in the playoffs. Um, they really weren't in a position uh, back when the season was halted. But yeah, as expected, the Vegas Golden Knights took that. Uh, they'll be taking on uh, who is it? The Vancouver Canucks, I believe, uh, who we'll get into later, of course. But let's move on to uh, as we mentioned in the past video, one of the most exciting series. Um, in the first round. And uh, if you like offense, this was the one for you. Depending on which side the offense was, though, that, that's the thing. Um, the Colorado Avalanche beat up on the Arizona Coyotes. It was five games. Uh, they won the series 4-1, but those last two games, dude, 7-1 both times. Yeah. It, um, you, It's crazy uh, looking at the numbers here. Since entering the bubble – uh, Landeskog, eight points. Kale McCarr, seven points. Burakovsky, eight points. Randon, 10 points. Kadri, 11. And McKinnon with 13. Those guys. I, the Avs are, they're a wagon this year. They, they are a force to be reckoned with. I think, um, I think the inexperience of the Coyotes really showed through here. I was really hoping it was going to be a little bit closer. Um, but, you know, you can't, it's kind of one of, it's kind of the same situation as Montreal. It shows that they've got something to be proud of uh, down there. Um, they've got a really bright future ahead of them, those Coyotes. But, uh, no, this one was absolutely nuts. That last game, what was the score, like 7-1 seven, 
The last two games of the series, the Avs won seven to one both times. They did not turn it off. That that offense is such a high power. In and had two goals in that last game too. Yeah, one timers. A lot of stars coming up still too. Kale McCarr was absolutely fantastic. He yeah. the way. That guy, I mean, he's just artful the way he plays. He's so good. He's going to be fun to watch for years. Same with Miko Rantanen. We already knew he was good, but he kept up with uh, how he was being perceived pretty well. Nazem Kadri also surprised me. He's still getting it done. You know, uh, you thought things were going to fade after he left uh, Toronto. He had a pretty big role there, but he's shaping up to be a pretty good player with uh, the Avs as well. I mean, he was the first star in uh, that game five victory. Everyone was pretty much a star for the Avs in that game. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys on this Avs team, just line them up and they will impress you in every which way. Yeah, they're, they're good up and down the lineup there. But props to Arizona. Darcy Kemper looked really good in a couple of those oh, yeah. games. His goals against obviously doesn't show it after the series. But those first, uh, first two, three games, I mean, he, he made some really good saves. I think that they've got a bright goalie, a bright future in net. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I like this, this, was, this was a fun one. Yeah, I like Darcy Kemper with uh, Minnesota. I think he's a great fit for Arizona. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, they have a bright future. Um, but for the Avalanche, they'll move on to the next round. They'll be facing the Dallas Stars, who, uh, whose matchup we'll get into right now, actually. Um, they defeated the Calgary Flames uh, four games to two, six games total, of course, uh, to advance to the next round. Um, Kind of disappointed here. Uh, I per- just personally because I had the I had the Flames, you had the Stars. Uh, credits to you on that one. But this was overall a pretty good series. I mean, no team like completely pulled away. Maybe besides that game six uh, decider, Stars taking it seven three. I know the Flames blew like a I want to say they blew a three zero lead uh, in game six. Kind of a bad uh, way to go out. But uh, how do you feel yeah. moving forward for the Stars? I, you know, the Stars are a really interesting team, and they're going up with uh, Colorado. Um, I was thinking, you know, this first game's on. Stars got the first goal. Um, I think that the thing that um, the Stars have more is that grit factor. Jamie Benn, their captain, uh, and that guy, he he does not shy away from a fight. He will get his nose dirty. Radulov's the same way. Tyler Sagan will do the same thing. Um, I believe Jamie Alexiak's on that team now. Big hitter. Yeah. Huge hitter. That guy can throw bodies. It's I, Let me check the roster here. Yeah, Jamie Alexiak, he is on that team. That's a big man. I would not want to pass in uh, game two, it looks like. Yeah. And then you're also going to have him going up against uh, – I've got another big guy in Colorado. I forget the name off the top of my head. That sucks. I mean, they have Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. Who the other guy is? Oh yo yo! Do they have Gudis? Gudis, no Gudis. Zadorov. Zadorov. There you go. Yeah, those guys. I mean, I I think that uh, that's where kind of you knew that the the Calgary Dallas series was going to be gritty, and they edged them out. Um, There was like no team that really run away ran away with any games until that last one. Um, No, I I think that uh, I think Dallas is. They don't look like the most star-studded, spectacular team, but I think that they could definitely uh, have the potential of taking it one more round if they, you know, stuck to their game. But, uh, you know, they're a gritty team. That's how they won the series. There's not much to say about that, really, when it comes down to it. You know, 
their their lineup didn't exactly like turn it on. Um, Miro Haskinen leads the team in points since entering the bubble. Twelve really? points, uh, three goals, nine assists. Not bad. Um, but other than that, I mean, you start looking at the, their points leaders: Pavelski, Gariano, Klingberg. Like you've got everybody contributing there. Um, I don't know. It's yeah. gonna be they're gonna be a gritty team going forward. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy road ahead for the Stars as they have to take on the high-power offense of the Colorado Avalanche. We saw, we discussed how bad they beat up on the Coyotes. And honestly, if I'm Ben Bishop, I got to kind of get ready to face a lot of shots because the Avalanche are going to bring them. But for the Calgary Flames, I mean, they showed signs of having some potential. I do, I do think they have a bright future. Johnny Goudreau is still fairly young, uh, as is Elias Lindholm. Uh, Giordano is getting up there in age, but he won a Norris, I believe, last season. He's still he's closer to his prime than anything else. Um, yeah, a 2-0 shutout for the Flames in game three. That looked really good for them. Uh, who do they have in net? Let me, let me double check. I always Cam uh, Talbot. Uh, uh, nah, they had Cam Talbot, at least for Talbot. game three. But, uh, yeah, he's showed signs of playing really well throughout the season. He's had kind of on and off career. Uh, you know, started with him backing up Henrik Lundqvist and went to the Oilers, kind of showed what he can do in the starting spot there, made his way over to Calgary. It is what it is, but uh, I do think the Flames will be back next year, uh, most likely better than they were this year, I would have to say. I, I see big things for Calgary in the future. But uh, that'll take us to our last matchup of round one in the Western Conference. Uh, the defending champs getting eliminated by the kind of underdog uh, Vancouver Canucks, they lost the series 4-2. The Canucks will advance to take on uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, as mentioned previously. Um, big shock here, honestly, for a lot of people. I'd, I'd be surprised uh, to see the Blues be eliminated so early. Uh, how, did you see this going that way? Uh, no, not at all. I think that um, – I think for the Blues, as it was uh, last year when they won the Cup, goaltending was huge. Bennington really carried them on their back to the cup last year. He did not look good in this playoff. Um, he faltered and that, you know, they signed into that three-year deal at the beginning of the season, I believe, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's sometimes goalies, you know, this was, this was different for everybody. It could just be an off moment for Jordan Bennington. Um, I yeah. think that he's got kind of a lot of potential. I wouldn't really sleep on him. He did. He really, he looks quite frankly bad in the series. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that one kind of caught me by surprise, especially how, like, the Canucks worked them. I mean, they just – they rolled over them. I mean, you know, I can't even help but mention that goal that Bo Horvat scored. Mm. Uh, I don't know how a game it was in, but, oh, my God, he just danced through the whole team. It's like, these guys look good. They look really good. No, it's just, it, was, it was an interesting one. Quinn Hughes also looked amazing in that oh, series. Yeah. The way that guy can move the puck and skate, we watch it all day. Him and Makar, man, I can't even imagine if it wound up being Colorado and Vancouver in the West Final. That'd be absolutely mind blowing. That would be really fun. Um, but yeah, I think what was interesting was that uh, Bennington's obviously very young, and him having a tough series kind of this isn't the end for Bennington by any means, of course. But uh, it's it crossed my mind that. The Blues have Jake Allen backing up, who definitely has playoff experience, uh, much more overall experience than Bennington. Do you think the Blues were wrong for not turning to him at some point in the series? 
Yeah, that's tough because I uh, I don't know. I think definitely maybe game three or four they should have gone with him. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I think that they should have definitely gone to the vet at some point, but yeah. Some, I mean, the way that guy was able to turn it on throughout the playoffs last year when he had off nights, I mean, he would just bounce back. And I guess Peruby had a little bit of hope in that uh, happening again. But, you know, I, I, think, I think they should have gone with Allen at least one game, though, for the start. Because, you know, Bennington got the leash a couple times in that series. And, you know, you have a goalie going in Cole, he's obviously not going to perform that well. So, Right, yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. Um, I do also see the side of – the Blues going with the whole got to give the young guys some more experience. I mean, then again, he did win the cup with them last year. I think he got plenty of experience last year. Um, so I guess it can go both ways. Uh, if I was the St. Louis Blues, I probably would have went to Allen, like you said, um, a couple games in just because of how important it is. You don't want the series to get away from you. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Um, but Vancouver will advance the next round. Um, we have our matchup set for the next round. Uh, and we can just get right into that with our predictions. Uh, the first matchup, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Boston Bruins, a series we've seen before many times, uh, and it's gone both ways um, in the most recent past. Uh, where do you see this one going? You know, we're saying we can't be biased for the Lightning too much, but, I mean, I don't know. I have faith in them. I don't – it. it it almost feels dumb to say that it's blind faith, but I, it's faith nonetheless. I don't know. Um, you know, I think this team can get it done. Uh, Vasilevsky's looks strong. He's looked consistent, which is very important for him, especially. Um, I think with the potential of Stamkos coming back for the next series, that'll be kind of the next factor. Um, but no, I'm taking the lightning in this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna do games number of games again. I don't know. I think that was fun last time. I'll take. Um, I think I'm going to go Lightning in six in this one. I think that's fair. I think, uh, I think I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to go with Lightning in six. Uh, bias aside, I think the Lightning are carrying a lot of momentum. Um, the Blue Jackets were a tough, a tough team, even though they beat them in five. We saw last year what happened against the Blue Jackets, the whole sweep. And I know that was very important for them to get over that hump, kind of put that whole series behind them. And I think they got closure. I think winning this series and advancing the next round is just what they needed to put last year's sweep behind them. Uh, everyone looked really good, especially Braden Point, of course. Uh, he kind of led the offense even more than a guy like Nikita Kucherov did, despite Kucherov, of course, having a few goals. Uh, but like you said, consistency is key for uh, Andre Vasilevsky. He faced a lot of shots in that Blue Jackets series, and chances are he's going to face even more against the Bruins because uh, their offense is arguably even better than uh, Columbus's. So as long as Vasilevsky can stay consistent, I do see this one going in the Lightning's favor. I'm going to go with them in six as well. Uh, our other Eastern Conference matchup is the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders. This one's an interesting one. These are two kind of similar teams, both a little under the radar, maybe not considered elite yet, like the Lightning and Bruins, but they're certainly on their way. Uh, what are your thoughts on this series? This one's tough. This is going to be a really good series. It's going to be a mix of that kind of like one team wanting to be high powered and then another very kind of more defensively minded team than you're used to seeing in the league these days in the, uh, the Islanders. Um, I'm taking the Islanders in this one. I think that uh, 
Josh Bailey now has a ton of experience. Anders Lee, those kinds of guys. Um, Farzell can, you know, keep doing what he's doing. Uh, I think that they'll have a good chance here. Um, Thomas Grice and I believe Varlamov and Net. Uh, you know, Varlamov's got a ton of experience. He's been in the league, you know, he's been around the block. Uh, but no, I got the Islanders. Barry Trotz, another X-Factor, of course, yeah. in this. I can't help but mention it. Um, he's got the experience, one of the best coaches in the game. Uh, so, no, yeah, Islanders – this one I feel like could go long. I almost say I almost want to say I think I think I'm gonna go with seven in this one. Seven. Yeah, I can do it in seven. I mean, we'll see what happens. I personally am gonna go with the Flyers in six. Uh, you talk about experience. I mean, the Flyers are chock full of it. You know, Matt Niskanen, he'll be serving the suspension. I believe did he serve it already? The one game. I'm not sure, but we'll see him in the series for sure. He'll be in there whether he starts in game one or game two. Whatever the case is, he's part of the experienced team. Uh, Claude Giroux, Jacob, Jakob Voracek, they've been here before. Sean Couturier, uh, Kevin Hayes, for sure, with the Rangers. These guys are not new to playoff. Biggest, biggest beauty in the game right there. Yes, sir. And the Flyers, they looked real good in the first round, and I think they're going to carry the same momentum into the second round. Um, that experience is for sure going to outweigh – that of the Islanders. I think uh, just like past years, the Islanders are almost there, but not yet. Maybe if they saw John Tavares, it'd be a different story. Who knows? Um, but that's not, not working out too well for Toronto. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my God. Toronto's having their own problems. I don't know how a team like that misses the playoffs. We can do a whole episode on – Yeah, that, the failure of the Toronto Maple Leafs is a whole another episode. But I got the, I got the Flyers in six. Um I think they'll carry that on to the next round. Um, the Western Conference, we'll start with the game already in place right now. Um, it's the second period. The Stars are up 3-1 against the Avalanche, which kind of takes me by, to, uh, by surprise, considering the uh, offense of the Avalanche. Taking this into consideration, even though it's like game one, what are your views on this series? Um, I think Colorado's got it. I think that they'll turn yeah. it on. Um, I was ta- interesting. I was talking about it with my roommate yesterday um, about how I think that I knew that Dallas was going to come out and stomp them in the first game, like two, one, three, one game. They're just going to body them. They're going to work them down. They're that gritty team. Doesn't always work for a whole series, but it might. Um, no, I'm taking Colorado. I, I knew this first game was going to go to Dallas though. I just, I don't know what it was. I just had a really funny feeling. Oh, well, not going to You never know. <laughs> I mean, there's been like three gold deficits a race, like it's nothing in this playoffs. Um, no, I'm taking Colorado. I think I'll go. Oof, I just that I so many games went to five, or pardon me, so many series went to five games. In the first round. No, I think I'll take them in. Uh, I think I'll take them in six. You're gonna take them in six. All right, I'm gonna take them in five. Then someone has to do it. Yeah. Despite them being down three one, it's only a second period. They got time. That's true. Um, we'll see how we'll see how that turns out after the episode. But yeah, the, the Avalanche are just too ready. I think this is their time. You know, they have a lot of guys that are still young, but at the same time, they have quite a few guys that are in their primes. Guys like McKinnon, guys like Eric Johnson, Gabriel Landeskog. They do have a bright future, but I think uh, now could be their time. And if not now, then in a couple of years, within the next few, they're going to make an even deeper run. But I don't, I don't see this game one deficit that they have right in front of us as a big deal. Uh, I think they can easily storm it and take the next four if they have to. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Avalanche in five. I think 
I think I'm pretty content with that. Um, and I have full faith in the Avalanche, especially the offense, of course. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have the one seed taking on the five seed, kind of something people didn't see right away. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will take on the Vancouver Canucks. Both teams were very dominant in the first round. Uh, the Canucks more of a surprise than the Knights, but um, how do you see this one going? I mean, this this is a kind of a surprise matchup. This one's a little bit of a toss-up. I think um, I think this is going to be one that goes to seven mm. for sure. Um, it's weird. These rosters are just weird. The way that the Vegas roster has been constructed is just very unorthodox just because it is obviously an expansion team a couple of years ago. Um, I think this one, a lot, a lot of it's going to come down to goaltending. Um, I think that the defense of Vancouver, um, I think that that gives them a bit more of an advantage. Guys like Edler, uh, who might actually be out with an injury now, I can't remember, but I know he got hurt in that series. Um, obviously, Quinn Hughes, Tyler Myers, got a pretty, a couple pretty, uh, pretty big names there. Tanev's been really good for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I definitely see. Uh, I definitely see Vegas taking this one, but I'd, I'd say Vegas in seven. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Canucks also have uh, Markstrom and Net, who has looked good for them, uh, but Vegas also has Leonard and Flurry. They've got a tandem. I think that you might see um, Pete DeBoer going with that tandem, the true tandem in, in this series, because keep you know you keep them fresh. You start whoever's hot in the conference final if you make it that far. I think that that wouldn't be a bad strategy for them. Um, Will we see it? I don't know. I think it'd be cool, though. I like, I like seeing that, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I agree that the tandem of Lanner and Flurry overpowers Markstrom uh, and Deming, if you want to include him. Uh, Lightning yeah, favorite. I forgot about him. Yeah. I'm sorry, Louie. I don't think we'll ever get any time in the playoffs for them unless Markstrom gets hurt. But, uh, yeah, I think Vegas does have the advantage when it comes to goaltending. I think Colorado just scored another goal, not to interrupt. Really? I spoke too soon. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, they could, come, they could come back. Who knows? It's not giving me an update. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't sleep on Jacob Markstrom. I mean, he looked really good. I think one of the games against uh, the Blues, he held them to, uh, I think, one goal or something of that nature. I don't think it was a shutout. But he had a few really good games, and I wouldn't sleep on him. Uh, as you mentioned, the defense did look really good. Guys like Tanev, Tyler Myers, Quinn Hughes. Uh, they even have Jordy Ben up there. Um, he's a big physical body. Um his forecheck's really good. Um, the offense, though, that, that's what stands out to me. You got guys like Brock Besser, JT Miller. JT Miller's lighting up. Uh, Elias, Elias Peterson had some really good games. I know he scored a few goals in that series. He had a really nice I learned a lot. A name that I didn't hear of before this series. Uh, he has four goals in the bubble, um, including I think two in that last game. Uh, these guys have looked really good. I know I'm, I emphasize high-power offenses a lot, but and I don't know where my confidence came from uh, of Vancouver, but I am really confident in them. Uh, I personally have the Canucks in six. Uh, I like the I like the Golden Knights. I think they have quite a few good pieces, obviously. Pacioretty, Stone, uh, March so. Uh, but I think their defense kind of lacks depth, you could say, and I think the uh, Vancouver Canucks are going to take full advantage of that, um, especially the big boys up front, Besser, Peterson, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Vancouver in six. Um, and that's the second round. Uh, those are predictions. Anything else you want to add on the uh, uh, leading up to the second round of the playoffs? Uh, no, man. I think that, 
that's pretty much all I got. No, this should be fun though. It should be a good second round. I think it'll be nice to still watch a couple games a day too. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting round for sure. A lot of good matchups um, on each side. Uh, we'll be back for the conference finals, of course, um, taking a look at round two and previewing what's to come. Uh, but for now, I've been Matthew Perry alongside Matt McGovern. Uh, we've been the GMs for hire, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.